What's poppin'? It's Michael. It's Sebastian. And welcome to Get In. On today's episode, entertainment. Gonna talk about WandaVision. Amazing episode 5. We're gonna discuss a little bit of a Star Wars Disney. How, or opinions on it. If Disney has done a good job, yeah. a bad job. Got a lot of opinions on it. Got, got, a, lot, got a lot. And it's kind of gonna be fun because we actually don't agree on all of the things Disney no. has done. So we have an interesting discussion for today. But before we get started, it's time for some movie news. Movie news for the week, there wasn't much. But I thought it was fun to see that uh, apparently Chris Hemsworth has gotten so huge at the gym. Like, oh, like bulking. Yeah, like bulking. Oh, okay. I was like, he's still fat for? No, no, no. Okay. He's bulked up so much, even his body double is having a hard time keeping up with him. Nice, that's and the stuff. body double says he eats seven meals a day. Jeez. Um, it's going to be the most massive Thor we've ever seen. <laughs> and if you've seen any pictures behind the scenes, you know it's true. Also, we got our actual first look at the Zack Snyder Joker. Yeah, I was gonna, I was <laughs> going to mention that too if you forgot about it. Yeah. But. And, well, what do you think about it? Do you see it? Yeah, of course I did. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was badass. I it was Zack Snyder's idea to remove all the tattoos. Good, good. Um, I'd never really had a problem with the tattoos. I mean, obviously, I think it's better if it didn't, if he didn't have them. I just thought some of them were a little like, I don't know, out of character, I guess. But the damage on the forehead. Yeah, I thought that was a little much. It's very distracting. But like the ha ha yeah. ha's, I kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, it's okay. It was just it, it just seemed like maybe just a little too much, but yeah. But we got I, we said last time kind of had like that Heath Ledger vibe from the sneak peek. Yeah, because the long hair definitely has the full on white makeup with mm-hmm. the big smile. Yep, and he does appear to have like a like doctor gloves or something. Yeah, well, it looked like he was kind of like in a insane asylum, kind of. Yeah, so they revealed that the scene that he's gonna be in is just gonna be. Him and Batman, just mm. talking to each other, exchanging dialogue, talking about Batman and what makes him Batman. him, I guess, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, it's a four-hour movie, so it's going to be... I mean, hey, the, one of the best scenes of Dark Knight was Heath Ledger and Christian Bale, the, their Interrogation scene. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. And we're getting our first trailer Sunday at the Justice League. Oh, for Justice League. League? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, they didn't get a spot at the Super Bowl, but they get one this they weekend. didn't make it. <laughs> it's like Valentine's Day plans. Gotta watch the yeah. Justice League trailer. So I'm excited. And when's, for that. A, and when's a movie coming out? March 18th. So not too far away. A month ish away. Other movie news that is not so exciting is that Tom Holland said that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are not in Spider Man 3. But of course, he's probably lying because he has to keep it a secret. Yeah. He is known for. Uh... Letting those secrets out, so maybe he's trying to like deviate. Like, yeah, please yeah. stop asking me. Like, if otherwise I'm gonna let it out. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so I think uh, that's part of it too. Um, and I think that's it for movie news of the week. Like I said, there wasn't there was a lot. Much. No? Yeah, no, it was, it was it was okay. Oh, I guess Henry Cavill it was rumored that he was gonna uh, start appearing as Superman again on Shazam two. But actual producers from the Shazam 2 film have confirmed that no, that's not the movie he's returning <laughs> well, on. 
Which I'm fine with it because Shazam 2 is quite far away, so I would like to see him sooner. Um, what would be the next project possibly he would be in? Um, I think the next movie after Justice League is... I think it's The Flash. Okay. Um, well, actually, is the Batman with Robert Pattinson, but of course he's not going to appear on that. No. But the actual like DC Universe type style is The Flash, so mm-hmm. I think he could appear on that one. Um, maybe as a little cameo. Black Adam, too. I think Black Adam comes sooner than Shazam, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, I think a cameo... I kind of forgot they were doing a Black, Black Adam, Adam movie. Yeah, because... But, I mean, when you get The Rock, you kind of need to do his own little thing real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, respect, but that, respect. But, yeah, that's going to be it for movie news of the week. So, let's move on to uh, WandaVision. Episode 5, um, over the halfway mark... Mm-hmm. I thought this episode was a 10 out of 10. Yeah, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it had kind of some of the stuff we discussed uh, gain a little bit more into like really what's going on and that it's definitely focusing on Wanda. Yeah. And that where we kind of saw little footages of what's going on, like what happened with Vision basically. And then obviously the big cameo at the end. Like can't, like that was... A lot of like you said last time that was that was kind of like everyone kind of thought that was gonna happen. Yeah, but it still even though we thought it was gonna happen, I was still getting the chills watching it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I gotta say, at first, yeah. I thought it was Magneto, just because opens the door. She was kind of like confused, yeah, and yeah. you see the white hair. Yeah. So I guess that's who I wanted to be. I was like, Ooh, okay, it's Magneto. I I w- once I saw the hair, I I thought it was. Uh, Quicksilver but and then question do you think because you know how uh, Elizabeth Olsen said that there was going to be a really big cameo like Luke Skywalker yeah do you think it was that or do you think there's going to be an even bigger one coming you know I've asked like five people the same exact question and everybody that I've asked is like no that was the cameo Mm -hmm. and I'm like if that's the cameo I don't want to say I'll be unsatisfied because I realize the importance of this uh, part mm-hmm. that, um, you know, it's bringing the Fox universe yeah. to this one. So I understand the importance of it. But I also know he's going to be in more episodes, so I don't really consider it a cameo. I consider it a part. Yeah, like he's he's not going to be a full... Yeah, because he's going to be in the next episode. Yeah. So I don't... I mean, I, I'm hoping for something on the last episode. Yeah, I don't... Like a, like uh, you said, a Magneto would be pretty sick. Yeah, I don't think this is... Because that would, that that would be something that, like, no one saw coming, like the, like the Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So, I don't think this is a cameo that we're promised. And I think it's going to end up being Professor X trying to help Wanda mentally. Yeah. Trying to help her um, break down whatever's Control happened powers, to her. powers, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. Serenity and rage. It's from exactly. first class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that was the big cameo that we were promised but then again Paul Bethany said stuff about cameo before the series came out and then Elizabeth Olsen said there's gonna be a super huge cameo yeah so maybe Paul Bethany was talking about this one and mm-hmm. maybe Elizabeth Olsen was talking about that one yeah that's um, what I'm hoping for yeah so the big cameo I don't think has happened yet and I don't think we I don't think we're gonna see it until like the very end mm-hmm. episode yeah like very very end mm-hmm. like it might be like one of those memorable post-credit scenes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was great. I thought Paul Bethany's acting was just 
amazing. The way uh, he's yelling at Wanda, like, mm-hmm. um, stop lying to me. It's like, well, this is her home. And he goes, yeah. like, you don't get to make that choice for me, Wanda. And I I just I thought it was amazing the way that, like, the credits rolling down and he just burst through the kitchen and then he's like, yeah. like, everything just... It was very much like she was trying to, like, end this conversation. He's like, no, like, we're having this conversation. Yeah, we're having this. I don't care if you think you can control me. Right yeah. now, I'm taking control of this situation because you're messed up. Yeah. And the way oh, and the way he also says, like, when the Quicksilver knocks at the door um, and he says, uh, um, I think one is like, oh, I bet you thought I did that too, huh? And he goes, well... I want to throw all the statistics out the window because honestly, I don't know what to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is very not vision. Yeah. Because even on stuff like um, on Age of Ultron, on Civil War, he's always thought statistically. Like even on Civil War, he um, agreed with the Sokovia Accords because he was thinking statistically more superheroes equals more supervillains equals more destruction. Chaos incites chaos. Yeah. Kind of thing. So this is the first time we see vision saying screw statistics I this is what I believe yeah so showing more human emotions yeah which is I think that's not I haven't seen anybody really talk about that it's good character development yeah it is it's great character development (laughs) that's what TV shows are for to do things that movies can't do especially movies like Avengers movies where they just have to throw yeah they have to connect more plot than character development obviously they do have it but they focus more. It's using more of the solo movies yeah. than anything. Yeah, and Vision hasn't had that chance. No, neither character has. Yeah, so finally we're getting their character development. Um, one thing that I found interesting is that how they gave Wanda her accent back mm. on um, when she stepped out of Hex. Okay, maybe I. I don't think I noticed that. It's not very heavy. It's um, she's just like, this is your final warning. Uh, okay. It's not as heavy as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Just a little, little, little pinch of it, like a know? little twang, like yeah, a little. It's called sure, a rich sure. twang, which makes sense because I feel like once you learn a perfect English, there's no way. Well, for I feel you like to... once you get, it's like when you get emotional, it it that yeah, and she was, lets out yeah, and she was mad yeah, exactly. She was absolutely oh, pissed. She was, she was big mad. <laughs> she was a big mad. So I think it made uh, perfect sense for her accent to come back a little bit, and I'm glad that they didn't brought it full back. Because sure. it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Nobody learns perfect English and then goes back to being like that. Sure. Don't look at me like that <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> I've never learned perfect English. I messed up my eyes every once in a while. But it's close. But like it's I'm close. saying, it yeah. comes out sometimes. Yeah, when I'm fine. scared. Yeah. Not that, I'm, not that I get scared mm. often. <laughs> I want to make that clear. Sure, sure, sure. Just when I'm... Uh, <laughs> when I'm not in a comfortable situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The accent comes out. It does come out. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Definitely very good episode. Um, the Agnes character. Every episode I always have like more questions about her. And this one it kind of showed like she is very aware that this is like a TV show kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. she what she asked Wanda. She's like, something happened, something weird. And she's like, you want to take that again? And then like Vision's just like, what was that? Do you really not see what I saw? Yeah. I thought, again, Paul Bethany was just incredible. Yeah. But yeah, Agnes, here's the thing. Each episode you're saying you have more questions about Agnes. I thought it was 
somewhat ironic that in this episode, Agnes gave me an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, which now I feel like I have to rewatch previous episodes to see if this is what she constantly does. Because mm-hmm. um, when uh, Billy and Tommy, when they first grow up, she's talking about the kids. And she mm-hmm. goes, ah, kids. Yeah. The logical line that would be on any sitcom ever would be like, ah, oh, they grow up so fast. Honestly, I was waiting for that line. Right? Right. But she says, ah, kids, mm-hmm. you can't control them no matter how hard you try. And I think that was Agnes telling Wanda what was happening in that universe, mm-hmm. saying, you can't control them. Because she, she did try to, like, uh, stop making Put them cry. Put them to sleep, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you can't control them no matter how there's hard certain, you try. There's certain things that have that have that we have seen are past her limits. Like that random stork yeah. thing. So I think that was Agnes trying to tell Wanda in a way that even though you created this, mm-hmm. you don't have control over it because now it's its own entity. Yeah. Which makes sense with other stuff that happened on that episode of um, uh, Wanda saying, do you think I control everything? Mm-hmm. You think I make people go to their dentist appointments? Yeah. I don't even really know how this whole hex began type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that was Agnes saying, yes, you created but just because you create something doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you have control over it mm-hmm. so i think agnes is trying to give little hints clues here and there mm-hmm. that we need to be well, i just want to know like at. which side is agnes on is like is she one of these people that's been taken or is she like does she come with this hex like is she part of the deal see now here's another thing because we know wanda created it mm-hmm. is she alone is she being manipulated yeah is, does she have a partner I think Agnes somehow is involved. Mm-hmm. And I think... She's been in every episode. Yeah. I think there's a greater evil. Mm-hmm. I think there's Wanda. And I think Agnes is in the middle trying to balance of like, oh, Wanda's kind of my friend. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to piss off this greater evil because it can kill me. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's where Agnes is. Okay. I was seeing more of like maybe Agnes is... The greater evil? The greater evil. That would be a twist, bro. She, she just always so friendly. Th- that's the thing, though. She's too friendly. She's always there, ready to help and make sure everything's like okay. And like, even if things go wrong, she's like, just goes with it, kind of thing. So, I personally have kind of thought that she is like the greater evil. Do you think she killed the dog? Oh yeah, yeah, probably. Hmm. What? I, I was kind of interested when that that happened. I was like, why did? I don't know what did what did the what was the purpose of the dog dying? Was it to like tell Wanda like you can't bring people back from the dead? Like Vision. I think it was an ironic type of thing, like because she was telling him like, hey, you know, you gotta let these things go. Even though she just created an entire tiny you know, universe. Yeah, like she she brought she's brought Vision back and she technically brought her brother back. I now. think she brought Quicksilver back subconsciously. Yeah. So like I said, she's. Losing control over whatever mm-hmm. this place, so I think yeah. things are just starting to like pop up. Yeah. Um, fun thing that it's a little detail. It might have been just pure coincidence. But last time we see Quicksilver, this version of Quicksilver, the Evan Peters, mm-hmm. he is in Dark Phoenix, mm-hmm. which takes place in eighties, nineties. Oh yeah. And yeah, this yeah. TV show said come episode. Is from that same era. Yeah, eighties, nineties. So I don't know if it was planned or it just magically somehow same thing. 
Well, I just thought it was yeah. an interesting detail. Uh, yeah, I I don't think that detail would go would get by Kevin Feige. I feel like he. Not that like Dark Phoenix was set up to be in that time period. I feel like more of like this show was like, all right, let's try to bring him in yeah. during this time period, maybe. Yeah. So, I like that. I didn't. I didn't catch that right away, but yeah. I um. I was just more thinking of like, who exactly are we? Is this really? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more of like what's real, what's fake, I guess. But like, did you just like pull him from another like dimension and just like, you know, make him believe that? She is his brother. Yeah. Because so. on, uh, on the Fox universe, I guess we'll call it that for now, because I don't think he has an official name. That Quicksilver does have a little sister. Yeah. She, he doesn't have a twin, but he does have a little sister. We see her briefly on, I think it's Days of Future Past. It's Days of Future Past. Yeah, they're like watching they're TV. Watching, yeah. They're watching their, his dad, at least. Yeah. Terrorize so, people. It's definitely interesting how it's going to play out if... Because they say it was casted Pietro, so obviously we think, oh, it's from the X-Men universe, but maybe they just wanted to use the actor, which I don't think it's true. I think they actually did bring him back from the universe, yeah. and, you know, the X-Men are going to start popping off more, because, you know, if one of the X-Men disappears, obviously all, all of them are going to be like, gotta go save them. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested. I mean, I love what I think they're doing, like... We're pretty sure they're bringing all the X Men in. Yeah, I'll be interested to see in like it like when they come in, it, how like aware of like that they're not from this place, like I'm that sure. dimension. You yeah, know what I mean? like they're like, like it's just... is this gonna be like a reboot, but just like keep these characters and like when they come in here, they're gonna be, you know, they're gonna forget all that stuff. I yeah. guess I don't know. Would I... they still be called mutants? Because it's the first time. Yeah, yeah. Because this that's also something kind of because. Like Quicksilver, let's say he, well, he doesn't. He's not mind control anymore. Mm-hmm. He, he's gonna be like, I'm a mutant, and people are gonna be like, What's that? Yeah, yeah. You just have superpowers, bro. It's it's fine. Yeah, it's, don't worry. Everybody about has it. them. Here. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. No. It's okay. But like when you think about it, like this Scarlet Witch, isn't a mutant like he is, right? Because she was given her powers by, by the Iron Stone. Yeah, yeah. So it's the dilemma. It's yeah. a mutant. It's a. It's, it's, yeah. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. I guess I'm just impatient. I just really want to see the yeah. next episode. And I know the seventh episode is just going to be a ma- major setup for episode eight. Yeah. So. Well, we got six, seven, eight. We got three more, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, seventh episode, it's, it's going to be a uh, major setup. So, a lot of stuff is going to break down in this next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like full breakdown. Everything's chaos. Mm-hmm. Then number seven is like. Okay, this is how we're gonna fix the chaos, mm-hmm. and then episode eight is boom, fix. Hmm. So, at least normally in a TV show, that's but, how it happens. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's usually like the second to last episode is where the big, big thing always happens, and it's the last episode. It's like, how do we, you know, how we we dealt with that, and how how it's gonna move forward. Yeah, it's like with Game of Thrones. It's always like episode nine. It's always the big episode. And then episode ten was like, oh, this is where we're going now. So may I feel I feel like if anything, seven is gonna be the real just chaos, and then eight is gonna be fix it and then move forward. Oh, interesting. So, Hmm. well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Why would you give it on a scale from one to ten this episode? Um, 
I'd, I'd probably just give it a 10. Yeah. I, I've, 10 I've 10. liked the last two for sure. Yeah, I, I had no problem with this one. I've watched it multiple times. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give it a 10 out of 10. And we'll look forward for the next episode, which is going to be the Halloween episode. Yeah. And so we kind of thought last one was going to be. Yeah. But this one for sure is just because I think I saw a promo or something. Yeah. But it'll this... be interesting because it feels like uh, Vision and Wanda's like relationships kind of like not. Well, but maybe that's why Vision's walking alone with his uh, Halloween costume mm. at, at night. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's it's gonna be fun because obviously from the trailers we see that Wanda's gonna wear her original Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch costume. Vision's gonna wear his original Vision costume. Is Quicksilver, Quicksilver gonna wear his he original better, costume? He better. At I, this point, if they I, think that, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, because they've already teased Vision and Scarlet Witch, and obviously they couldn't show anything. So I think that'd be a cool like, like a little. It's gonna be one of those. They're gonna show up with their costumes, and they're gonna be talking about it. And then like Quicksilver is gonna come up with those like, like you know, he's gonna do the one of these. What's like, his what, weird accent like, that he has? Yeah, what, like, what, what is these? these? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> awesome. it's, that's a classic '90s sitcom thing. Where that, yeah, <laughs> what am I the, wearing? The one brother, the weird uncle comes in and so, yeah it's like why are you wearing what I thought this was in style yeah yeah, yeah exactly one of those yeah. okay so we're looking forward to that I guess now we can move on to our little uh, Star Wars discussion yeah why do you think of Star Wars Disney so far we're leaving um I guess we can't really put them aside because obviously we're comparing and contrasting mm-hmm. but we're not trying to dive too deep into the originals and the prequels just trying to see mm-hmm what do you think of Star Wars Disney? Everything from the theme park, the merchandise, video games, TV shows, mm-hmm. and obviously movies. The movie, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like this last half or section, or whatever you want to call it, has been like a plus in my opinion. Like it's just been it just Mandalorian phenomenal. You know, all this stuff that's coming in. It's like it's gonna be great. It was just I feel like the beginning, in my opinion, was a little rocky. Yeah. Um. So I think it's like a B plus for me mm. at this point. Like you had a few bad grades to start, but the the, the end of semester you're you're really killing it right now. It's kind, of, <laughs> it's kind of like working out at the beginning. You can't lift up that twenty five pound dumbbell, but with a little bit more training and you know what exactly to yeah. do with your body, then you're gonna be like fifty pounds. I I just think. When they acquired it, it was big expectation of getting a trilogy going, and they just they got it off real quick. Um, you know, just they kind of like worked through it in a way. It didn't seem like it was like a whole George Lucas like laid out plan. I guess. Yeah, no, they definitely went movie by by movie. But my movie, it always seemed like every movie kind of corrected the previous movie. Yeah, the first movie came out and it was very safe. Uh, storyline it was very like um i mean it was basically a new hope you know um which is safe for them and then the next one was just everyone complaining like oh that wasn't original at all and then next one like here's everything Everything that's original original. and people were like that sucks yeah (laughs) what are you doing and then the last one was just a bunch of like here's a lot of nostalgia for you bring some the old bad guy back um yeah here you go but we're gonna be (laughs) we're gonna be original yeah yeah it was because we're not gonna have one super weapon we're gonna have a billion all the super we- all the super weapons yeah yeah um yeah so I, I personally sequel trilogy was a little 
it was a letdown for me personally compared, obviously, the originals. Oh, the originals can't really be touched. Um, like sequels and prequels, I feel like they both have their audience. Yeah. I'm more on the prequel side, but like I totally I understand what's like the fault with them. Um, and in my opinion, it, the faults aren't like like I feel like if you take I feel like it's just mostly the Jar Jar, obviously. Like that's that's <laughs> that's you know, that's the only thing I think of right now. How dare you do Jar Jar like that, bro? I just yeah. But, I I think the um, the prequels are a better watch just because they actually have that arc. Yeah. So from start to finish, you can see a clear progression of the character. Mm-hmm. You know exactly where it's kind of going, and yeah, you you go through a journey with them. It was while very... with the sequels, you're just like, uh, what? It was what? It, it wasn't sure exactly. It, all the characters, they're all trying to find the identities for the characters. Mm-hmm. Like the first one, it was they made it clear that it was like, all right, you got your you got Ray, Finn, and Kylo. Yeah. But then it felt like they kind of just like left Finn in the dust, in my opinion. Finn is the most he just highly potential wasted character. Yeah, I think from Star Wars. If they started out really strong with him, in my opinion, I think he's the most interesting character of like the three, in my opinion, because we've never seen a character like this. Like we've seen a Kylo Ren, you know, we got that he's like basically Anakin two point Yeah. We got Rey, who's kind of like... It's a Luke Skywalker. It's a Luke Skywalker. Desert. The desert, you know, Jedi, who's going to be trained. But then we got Finn, who's like... He's not the Han Solo of this group. He's not the Obi-Wan. He's not the Master of the... But he's like... He's a stormtrooper. Like, just a soldier for, like, the bad guys, basically. Yeah. Who turns over. And, like, I thought this... This is my first thought. First watching it. Was there's a scene where in their village and they're all shooting and stuff like chaos is going on and then Kylo Ren's ship sh- shows up and he starts like something's going on, you know he's kind of freaking out. Yeah, I was like he's force sensitive. Yeah, that was but, definitely hit. And Kylo Ren then looks at him. I know it like, was, it, it felt like they were like this, this they had some some connection. Yeah, like he they, he felt him. Yeah, but then they just kind of like forgot about that to the last movie and they're like and then and the. And, and then the last movie, which is the last movie, yeah. instead of showing it, or telling us, or just fully telling us, they're like, we're just gonna hint at it, Yeah. and we'll never tell you. It was and very... then people obviously got mad, and they're like, tell us, and he's like, no, yeah, he's a Jedi. And they're like, then why wouldn't you do something cool with it? Yeah. It was a very... Because they gave him, like, they basically teased him by giving him the lightsaber in the trailer, basically. Yeah. It was like, pretty much... I was under the impression like he is the main. Yeah, yeah. He's the going Jedi. to Force Awakens. I thought he was going to be the main. Yeah. Um. It was just so disappointing. And in the Rise of Skywalker, you remove Finn from the equation. It doesn't, it doesn't change really the change film at anything. All. <laughs> no. Like you he goes into the Death Star, uh, the fallen Death Star, to chase after Rey. For no reason. No reason at all. There's no, no point besides him just yelling at Ray. Ray, Ray, he goes around. Ray, he gets pushed by Ray, and then the b- battle ends. They leave. Ray leaves. Kylo Ren somehow is still there, but doesn't look at Finn. No, Finn he, doesn't acknowledge no. him. You know, <laughs> I think Kylo Finn, Ren just has this huge, obviously, overturn to the light side, and yeah. Finn's just like, "Oh, the Millennium Falcon, nice. I'm just gonna hop on and leave Kylo Ren down there." Yeah. <laughs> 
It's just, there was no reason you know. for Finn to be in the Death Star, and they wasted him on that film. Yeah. Ah, such a good character. John Boyega, I think he's a great actor. I, I do too. I think... Um, I, I think they just... Especially on the last one, I, hit, I think he found that perfect mix of being a little dramatic, and, but at the same time keeping his funny side. Yeah, because that was like the thing. It felt like he was almost going to be used as comic relief. Yeah, and the first the one... second and one. the first one... Uh, in the beginning, on the Force Awakens yeah. at the beginning. Although I, the the part I liked was the Poe and Finn, like that that to me was like yeah, I always enjoyed that's that. brotherly yeah, but like that that's another missed opportunity for me as well. I think I'm for me the cringe part of the comedy. I'm talking about the um, stop holding my hand. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I watching the movie. It doesn't make it doesn't make. Sense. I never thought it was I never thought it was funny, and when I rewatched the film. I'm always like, man, I, you cringe it, a little. I like if it wasn't like, thirty seconds or that, I would just skip through it. Yeah. Like if it was more than that, I would just skip through that part. It's sure. so cringe. Yeah. It's it makes no sense. Yeah. It's okay, but yeah, no, I agree with you. The brotherly part of their um. The I just yeah I just think a Poe and Finn, um. Just having them together more would just been better. Yeah. Um, especially in the second one. We've, we've talked about this and we've talked about making this a second one point how I we, we reimagine these movies but a story for another day how but, we fix the last Jedi but basically nothing against honestly like Rose was she was fine I didn't really have a pride problem I think everyone was kind of took that too far but yeah. uh I would have preferred if Finn and Poe were teaming up for that mission mm-hmm. I just think you built that in the first one. Why not build on it instead of trying to reintroduce new an, another, yeah. a newer, you know? If anything, I think I would have given the spotlight more to uh, um, shoot, um, Billy Lord, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because she was on the first one. Yeah. So we've seen her around. So if anything, oh, you're became... saying make her like put her in the rose spot? Yeah. In a way. And. That's not bad. Yeah, because I feel like that that role was basically split in the last Jedi. Because she was in the last Jedi having yeah. like her own little thing. So if anything, I would have just given her the spotlight a little bit more. Yeah. So, um, what do you think of the um, anthology films, Solo and Rogue One? Oh, I love them. I think they're great. Rogue One, in my opinion, I like more. Um, I I really like that time the just being in that like. Galactic Civil War era. Yeah. Just like this is between the third and fourth one, which is a. There's a lot of time. Very Empire. Yeah. Heavy. Empire is, you know, looking looking pretty tough out there. And then um, I personally liked all the characters, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like you had your, your main two leads. You had the K2 characters, kind of like Conic Relief. I, yeah. I thought it was just right. Um, I think K2 is so. became my favorite droid in that movie. Yeah, he was. I, He's just so cool. Obviously, beating R two D two is hard. Yeah, R two is number one for sure. But uh, K two S O just really just climbed so high. He he, he was like taking C three P O and R two and putting them together. Yeah, like he's got the like. Here are the odds of you doing this, but in like a sassy kind of way. Yeah. Like you know, you you could die. I was like, but I'm not. I was like, Jen, I'm here for you. Cassian told he me. He told I me had I had to. to. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's, so great. Yeah, it's great. And um, then the other characters, like, I think they, 
they like gave us enough of them to like care. Yeah, people opinion. people always complain on this movie that characters weren't developed enough. I'm like, if you develop all the characters, <laughs> there's too many. You're gonna be like, where's the plot? Yeah, there's there's always plot and character development are two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and people need to realize that. And I thought it gave you enough to pick your favorite character, care yeah. for him, and just enjoy it. Uh, like for me, Cassian Andor. I don't know why. I just love the character. Mm-hmm. When they announced Cassie and Ender series, I was super stoked. Yeah. I I don't know. I love the idea of seeing the bad side of the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Like, here's like, man, I've done stuff. Be terrible stuff. Like, yeah. every time he's doing something, like, every time we see Cassie and Ender doing part of a mission, mm-hmm. he's always like, like, he's always looking around, like, questioning himself, and then has to, like, kill somebody or something. Yeah. Or he's just always like, so, like, like he knows leave he... me alone type of thing. Yeah. He's like, I have to do this for a greater good kind of thing. Yeah. Even if, but sometimes even he doesn't believe that for yeah. some seconds. But then that's why Jen is there for him. Because he's like, no, you don't have to. Yeah. Basically. So I love Cassian. He became one of my favorite characters. Uh, cheered Imwe. Um, showing us that side of the... You can love the Force passionately without having to be a Force-sensitive user. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really great. Not something... We've seen it before throughout Star Wars, but mm-hmm. um, I think that was probably the one that resonated with me the most. Yeah, um, I think I think the pilot Bodhi, for me, was the best of the minor characters, just because he's kind of like he's he's kind of like Finn in a way. Yeah. Like he's like I try to you know rewrite what I've done. You know, I was a pilot for the Empire. Yeah, and like this is what I can do. Yeah, he was willing to risk it for the biscuit just to exactly. Going to like amends with uh, like his own spirit just to be like, I guess the galaxy have helped yeah. destroy it so far. So yeah, for him, of the yeah, he was he was he was one of my favorite ones. Director Krennic, I thought he was. Oh, he was great. Uh, such a mis- that that beginning scene mm-hmm. where he's just like, "Where's Lyra? She died." It's like, oh, oh, such a shame. My condolences. And then it's like, oh, there she is, mm-hmm. resurrected from back the from dead. the dead. Yeah. Oh. oh. Uh, Mendelssohn he's just such a terrific actor he balled out mm-hmm. as director critic um, obviously he got pretty toasted so yeah. we're probably not going to see him again unless they do something a little bit before that yeah I, I think they bring him back somehow some, some of the best with him is like when he's talking with characters that like he has to like imagine more like when he's talking with Darth Vader you know um, just talking with I, I can imagine, like, being an actor and, t- like, acting with someone in a Darth Vader suit, but he doesn't sound like Darth Vader at all. Yeah. And, like, have to have that fear. He he just and, sells it. And so then, right. like, with the, the Tarkin, too, like, the guy doesn't look like Tarkin, and that's going to be all changed. And, like, yeah. he was just... He made us believe that that was, like, Tarkin, basically. It's like, uh, we're here and we're standing on my achievement, not yours! Yeah, yeah. I love that scene or, uh, when he's, like, um, talking to Vader... And you will tell the Emperor this much. Mm-hmm. And of course he gets choked, but afterwards he just kind of looks up and smiles towards Vader. Yeah. I, Ben Mendelsohn, shout out to my guy. <laughs> You're such a great actor. And you made uh, Rogue One of my favorite Star Wars movies. Top three for sure. Oh yeah. Um, I came out of that movie thinking, I'm like, that was one of the best Star Wars movies. When I came out of that movie, I thought, this is the best Star from Wars like, movie. Yeah, from beginning to end, it was like everything you want 
in Star Wars, basically. And it didn't have any, like, lightsaber fights, really, besides Vader. Yeah. And that was the great part about it. They're like, we'll give you just enough of that. And I think the awesome. movie is fantastic without that scene in it. Yeah, without the that's just, Vader. That's just literally the cherry on top of the milkshake. Like, I'll have the milkshake. If you ask the cherry, I'll have the cherry. It's really good. Yeah. And, uh... To, to make a film end so perfectly that connects to the next movie, mm-hmm. I don't think people know how hard that is. Yeah, how it, almost, it was incredible. How, how like, almost impossible it is. As I'm as I was watching that scene go down, I'm like, oh, yeah. you're like, it like, was. You, you know what's going on. It felt so natural. It was weird. It was like it left you with a really good feeling, even though that entire cast of like Just you know dead. they're all dead. Yeah, no one survived. No but one hey, survived. I'm but happy. Hey, it was it was fantastic. It, please understand, it's so incredibly yeah. hard to do something like that. And Rogue One also had a special place because it was the first time in a really long time where I saw a movie and I was blown away by the special effects. Mm. I love on the on Scarif mm-hmm. when the Star Destroyer is coming out of the shadow yeah I don't know I felt like every detail like I could like it was there like you could imagine seeing that like in a sun like on the horizon basically like it was like a perfect combination you just yeah yeah it just felt so real to me I was like wow this is I was like this is what people in like 1977 felt like yeah like like that's something George Lucas like imagined in his head when like yeah. all like Alderaan just seeing this like this, the Death Star just pop up. It's just like... It just felt so real. Yeah. And as a special place in my heart. I watched it four times in the movie theaters. Um, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, now let's go to Solo. Mm-hmm. Solo, I think it's just a fun movie. Yeah. I think... Um, uh, I hope I'm not butchering their names. Um, I think his name is Aldrich. Started with a T, I think, right? I'm thinking the guy that played Han Solo. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> I think his name was like Aldrich Gillian. No. Let me look it up. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. Ah, right. We can't. We can't do this to this guy. I'm trying to compliment him. I can't insult yeah, yeah. him and compliment him at the same time. Uh, Alden. A Rich. His first his first name is A L D E N, Alden. Alden Arich. Yeah, that's it. Alden Arich. I think he did an amazing young Han Solo. I yeah. think he had enough mannerisms to somehow capture the spirit of the Harrison Ford Han Solo. Mm-hmm. But he did enough that it was still he, his he created own. his own yeah. self. Mm-hmm. Which, I which was, is hard to do with yeah. such a great character. Yeah, but for me, he sold it. I but enjoyed watching him. It made me. Time. I was like, I, I that that's a young Han Solo to me. Yeah. Like as much as like it would have been great to have Harrison Ford play all versions of Han Solo. Yeah. It's like that. That's a pretty good. Like there's Han a way Solo. to pass a torch. I think that was. I think yeah. that was it. Um. Uh, Donald Glover. Donald which, Glover as Lando. I think that was like for me one of the bigger casting when it was first announced because. For me, I was I never really thought of him much as like an actor. Mm-hmm. He's always been probably Gambino, you know. Yeah. Um, like he was in Spider Man, but other than that, was that like was a like side. a cameo, yeah. But so this was that was like a big casting. I thought he did a great job as Lando. Yeah, he he also did the same um, enough to capture the spirit and make him his own. Actually, he captured the spirit more 
that made him his own, but it was good. Uh, yeah, I think most people came out liking Donald Glover's Lando the most. Yeah. Which, um, I guess, makes sense. Um, even though Lando's, like, a main character, he was a little... Not as big as Han Solo was, but... Yeah. And then Amelia Clark, I... From Game of Thrones, I've always enjoyed her. She's a great actress. So. Yeah, I see her uh, romantic comedies movies all the time just because yeah. I know they're gonna make me laugh. And then of course, uh, our good friend uh, Paul Bettany as <laughs> Paul uh, Bettany as the villain. Yeah, which he was a great villain. He actually said in an interview not too long ago that he would love to return mm-hmm. to the um, that role of Dryden. Which he he I mean he didn't voice them, but he was on the. Last or the second to last episode of oh, the, the Clone Wars, Wars. they yeah. did show the Dryden boss. Yeah, because he was part of his plot. He's part of the whole black market thing, and Darth Maul was like, "Hey, going to hiding." Because well, well, the Crimson Crimson Dawn, basically. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, "Hey, man, stuff's about to go down. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. I know my master. You go." Yeah. But um, yeah, so we got to see him a little bit there. Uh, I think he, the the little blaze that he had in that combat at the end, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, but Woody Harrison. As Han Solo's mm. mentor. I think that was like a perfect casting for a, a mentor of Han. Like, that's who you would imagine. I can't think anything, anyone better to have done it. I love the scene at the very end at the beach. It was like, all right, kid, let me tell you something that you're really going to learn. He's pulling his gun and poof, he gets shot already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, good job, kid. I would have shot you dead. Yeah. And then the console's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they and even though Han just shot him, he goes, you know, I was really gonna learn to play that valor chord, mm-hmm. and Han is like, yeah, I know, like they. It, it was an interesting like. They still respect each other, and they still care for one another, but they know. Well, they know they, they're, they're, they're scum. Like, they're they're scoundrels. Yeah, that's the thing. They 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 know they they know they're scum. They know that the world is bigger than themselves, yeah. so they have to do what they have to do to survive. Yeah, but that doesn't mean hey, I'm not gonna say screw you, man. Because I know how much you teach me and I know you care for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely, like... I feel like a lot of people were upset how it ended dark for Han Solo in a way like that. Yeah. But then it was like... I think I'm like... When we first see him in New Hope, he just blasts Greedo. Yeah. And in the, the originals, of course. In the originals. Han shot first. Han shot first. Um, which he did in this movie. Yeah. I think it was basically like Disney saying like... Wink. Yeah. We know. We know what's up. <laughs> Han first. It's like Han shoots first. Because Mickey Mouse pops out of the... Because I wouldn't have been goes. able to believe if Woody Harrelson shot first. Yeah. And then he missed. Because I'm like, he's probably a better shot than Han at this point. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I love the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Like that beginning scene of uh, the car chasing. Mm-hmm. The, the camera angles... Uh, the ship, com- the 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 ship just the flying over it. Yeah, the speeders. Yeah. Um, the tone kind of darkish and kind of yeah. light when it needs to be. It's off the streets, dude. It's off the streets, man. Yeah, streets are rough. I thought it was great. I thought it brought great lore to the whole Star Wars universe, like mm-hmm. how the Empire really works, like how they control each terminal and planets they control. Yeah. How the recruitment of the Empire works, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, I thought that was excellent to bring into the Star Wars universe that we can get those little pieces that I guess we take for granted. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if this was you, but what do you what, was your, what were your thoughts on how Han got his last name? Did, was that you? I do you like it or not? I 
Because for me, I'm like, that's, I that's think, fine. Like, I think, yeah, I think that's fine. Okay, maybe it wasn't you. Yeah, I was talking no. to someone who's like, they hated that. No, I've, I find it okay. Like, what else do you want? Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you want him to be, like, part of some clan or family that's, like... But, like... I feel like... They show that he is, like, he's always been. Han Solo works yeah. alone. I feel like... Even when he had Chewbacca, really, in the New Hope, it was always seemed like Han was always really... He, he fought for himself until, like, the very end when he changed his mind, basically. Yeah. The... Like, he has, like, big legends, like, in the West, which is where Star Wars takes inspiration from. Like, gunslingers. Oh, wow. They don't... They don't, they don't, they don't give themselves their name. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they do, but that's kind of like, dude, who does this guy think he yeah, is? Yeah, just... the name's given to them. Yeah. So that somebody else gave Han Solo his name, Han Solo, mm-hmm. made perfect sense to me. I was okay with it. Yeah. I, I guess it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. It's a name. My one, I guess, nitpick was I just thought the the L three character. It wasn't wasn't doing it for me, I guess. What character? L three, the robot. Oh, um, yeah. like I don't mind that Lando had a droid or whatever, maybe. But why she have to be annoying, bro? <laughs> that's, yeah, <laughs> that that's that's my one thing. I just felt it was a little too much, but. Yeah, like okay, I can see if you want to make a droid that wants equal right for droids. I mean, that's fine because we've seen it throughout the Star Wars universe. Even from New Hope, hey, you can't have droids yeah, here. Droids are pretty. Kind of thing. Yeah, no yeah, one likes so droids. I, I can get it if you want a droid that wants to be like a little bit rebellious like that. Maybe what I guess for me, and maybe it's not that part. It was like there, oh, there was like that weird relationship that Lando and L three had, and I was like, why? Who are they gonna do? Who it? greenlit that? <laughs> who thought it would be good to like put that in the script? Like, yeah, he has feelings for a droid. Yeah, and I thought kind of funny. Like they try to make it emotional when L three dies and they plug into a Falcon. It's like. You're living the fucking forever. And I'm like, this is never called back after this. No. <laughs> Han did not care. <laughs> nobody else cared after that. Chewie's not like, L3, let's go. No, 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 nobody cares. Not even like the older Lando when he gets, when he's flying the Millennium Falcon again. I, he's not like, good L3. L3. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. Disrespect L3. I understand you wanted to maybe, I think maybe they wanted to give Lando some sort of humanity yeah. That he wasn't always just come back, and that he at least had one thing he cared about. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, but still, it was kind of like a little weird. Yeah, it was like a weird because we we know he's like a ladies' man, but it was like I could ab- I could believe if he had like an alien, like assistant or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but like a robot, like no. Yeah, it was. I guess that's the Jar Jar Banks of that movie. Yeah, like you enjoy the movie. But when that specific character started doing that specific character stuff, you were like, "Gonna yeah. have to watch it because okay. the rest of the movie's okay. in between those scenes." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's fine. Not definitely not as annoying as Jar Jar Binks. No, no. But no. you know, it's the Jar Jar Binks of the film. Other than that, I thought that was a really good one. Yeah, that was. I films. gave, yeah, the Rogue One was like nine and a half or ten out of ten, basically. Like it's it's top three. Yeah. This one was like that was a good movie. Top it was like an eight, eight, top seven movie. Yeah. It was it was really good. It's a fun fun movie. Yeah, definitely anthology movies. They did way better. Sabak, dude. Sabak, we play Sabak all the time. We, down, we do right? play. That's, it's really fun. It is a good game. Um, and then we finally get the TV shows, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. which does an amazing job. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were getting frustrated. The formula was being the same. 
Mando flies to this planet on a quest, mm-hmm. meets somebody that sends him on another yeah, side quest. Yeah, he got a little job. He never, <laughs> he never fully fulfills his it, own quest. It remind, it, it, it's very like uh, Skyrim, like those video games. <laughs> like you just show up in a town it's like here's some quests you can do it's the same quest like, but you have a different object yeah yeah there's always a little different but, uh, fight some different creatures towards the end of season 2 there were definitely they, mm-hmm. I think it was right after the Sokotano episode mm-hmm. that that whole formula changed yeah and I thought it made the show better um Mandalorian that's amazing mm-hmm. I love how it's creating Opening barriers for Star Wars TV shows. Yeah. How they can be taken seriously when they're not animated. Yeah. Which, um, obviously, has opened up this entire future of the Book of Boba Fett mm-hmm. coming out December, and the Ahsoka Tana show, and all these other shows. I know, it really is great. <laughs> when you think about it, it's going to create a lot of shows, for sure. Yeah, like, they finally, Disney finally said, okay, we know what we need to do to be good, mm-hmm. have a plan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, let's draw a map for we want. That's all you need. Uh, I'm excited for the Bad Batch coming out mm-hmm. May, I think it is, the animated series. Yeah. Because it takes place right where we like Rogue One, in that very heavy galactic era mm-hmm. of the Empire just controlling pretty much everything. Yeah. There's going to be the Bad Batch just making their way through a new universe. Yep. Um, so I'm excited for, I think, uh, and the animation from the trailers looks absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. One thing I thought of with from the movies and like especially like in the Mandalorian and then especially with the the Zoe One show is we've got a lot of Tatooine yeah there's been a lot of Tatooine what's up with that like Like, I I get it like it's iconic but it's almost felt like I feel like maybe they because I'm like the other one show is going to be like basically just Tatooine yeah like it's just a desert you know yeah it's going to be because I was like it was cool Actually, I don't even want to talk about it in Last Jedi. <laughs> it's just like, whatever. <laughs> like, we're on Tatooine. Cool. <laughs> but it was like in The Mandalorian, he went there a few, you know, he went there twice. It was like... I like the second one because he showed us the second a, a one was cool that mm. we hadn't seen before. Yeah, I liked it more than the second one. The first one felt like it was like, they, they just really wanted to service. just show the cantina and all this other yeah. stuff, basically. It was like... Because when I think of like that, that, epi- like that episode to me wasn't like doesn't stick out to me really every time i mention i'm trying to remember episodes of mandalorian mm-hmm. i'm most like i'm missing one and then it's that one because yeah. i i didn't like that episode i think yeah. that's my least favorite episode of the entire show mm-hmm. the one thing they did though because that one the 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 villain chick the yeah. sniper yeah um i liked what they did with her in the second season because it felt like the first season season she gets shot and we're just like oh she's dead like we don't can't, can't remember her name. Like, that's how important she was. But yeah. then, like, it was cool to see how they took that character. Yeah. Definitely evolving. She's going to be in the Book of Boba Fett. She's going to be on the Bad Batch. Mm. So we get oh, to really? find out a little little background on her. She's in the trailer. I don't know how involved she's going to be. Yeah. But at least we know she's going to be she's in, in the it. She's in that universe, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Manolo has been doing great. Um, and, and I think they're getting better. They know what's working more. How much fan service they need to give mm-hmm. and how much they need to yeah I'm enjoying the I think the TV format is really helping Star Wars yeah because Star Wars is such a big I mean it's just it's enormous like there's so much to it and just trying to like fit all you want into a movie can be hard as yeah. we've seen with like the prequels or 
like the sequels. Like it's hard to get the magic of the original because the originals were so like basic, basically. Iconic, yeah. And it's just like George was just like, all right, you know, I want to make this. This is this is what it is, and then like after that, it just kind of got too big. And then once they do with the prequels, it was like, how do we fit all this into this these three movies? And, and especially with like the, the the sequels, it was like, like, what's going on here? But it's like with a TV show, you can just spread it out over eight. eight. They take ten, how, to however it, many yeah. episodes or seasons, and people, you know, people are more willing to just turn on a like, you know, a season with like fifteen episodes than they would like. I don't want to watch a three hour movie. Yeah, like don't get like me someone wrong. will watch fifteen hours straight <laughs> and just be like, you know, I'm good. But if they watch like a three hour movie, they're like, oh my gosh, like I've been sitting here all day. I know, which is weird. I like don't get me wrong. I still want my movies. Mm-hmm. I still oh, hope for a, a Star Wars trilogy some point in the future. Um, they obviously learn from their mistakes. Yeah. But I think most of the Star Wars future is going to live on TV. Yeah. Um, which I'm not upset about. No. I think it's fine. It's a great, because it's like every week you're just like, boom, what, what's, the, what's the next episode? Uh-huh. But it's like the movie, you like wait for a whole thing to watch, you're like, hey, we're done. And it's just like, <laughs> now we nitpick everything. And I think it's going to become like Marvel. Because mm-hmm. Marvel right now, WandaVision ends, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier begins, yep. then Loki begins, yep. then something begins kind of thing as the end. And I think Star Wars, because they know so many shows, um, by probably like 2022 is going to become that that Mandalorian ends. So mm-hmm. now we get Boba Fett season two, and now we get Ahsoka Tano season mm-hmm. one. And mm-hmm. after that, we're going to get The Acolyte and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I don't mind if like it overlaps a bit too. Wow, this guy's getting green. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> after I finish an episode of Mandalorian, you always want, like, you know, something else, you know? Oh, I always try to... Uh, on the Mandalorian, I'm like, which movie I'm going to watch? <laughs> and I'm like, I already watched Rhythm of Sith yeah. 17 times. 18! <laughs> yeah, I have to watch, yeah. I have to wait a while before I... Because I... Just with Disney+, Plus, it's just so easy to just, like, click on, yeah. turn, put a movie on. They tempt you. I know. I'm just like, I won't even watch the movie. I just have it on the background, and doing something like playing video games or something yeah talking about video games have you I don't think you own it but you've definitely seen plenty of people play Star Wars The Fallen Order yeah you got Battlefront you got um, mm-hmm. um, Squadrons yep um, I'm glad what Disney uh, is doing that they mm-hmm. announced that they're gonna separate from being EA exclusive yeah I think that's because they're opening an entire new world for video games because mm-hmm. EA had like five Star Wars games planned and then all of a sudden they said we don't have yeah. any they had an open world announced, and they had, you know, test footage on it. You can mm-hmm. see it online, and then they canceled that game. And now Ubisoft's like, okay, well, then we're going to make an open world. Dude, Ubisoft's like, open world, you said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm all Open world, you said? Yeah. Who's going to be an assassin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty probably. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. But, yeah. Um, yeah, other titles they've had, I've been, like, they're, they've been good. Yeah. Like, you, I, what I've seen on, like, pages that I've seen on Instagram is most of the complaints is like that there's not enough. Yeah. That they've had how many years with this exclusive licensing and they've only come out with what, four or five? Yeah. Which in, I'm not saying that they're not good. It's well, just back in the day it was easier to make video games. Yeah. Now they take so much graphics, so much time, so much animation. Yeah. People expect more. Yeah. But uh, like for Battlefront 2 you and I played it on a religious level back in our day. And we're always constantly thinking, oh, this update brought this, this, mm-hmm. and this, and this. And I thought that was great. And I don't think 
all those constant updates and things mm-hmm. would have been possible if they constantly had games popping out. Yeah. But obviously, that support for Battlefront 2 ended, and we're like, well, now what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kind of left on the limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, now I'm in the place where everybody else is. It's like, I need another one. Jedi yeah. The Fallen Order, fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Brought me back to my old days of The Force Unleashed. Yeah. And, but Jedi Fallen Order ended. They had no DLC story or anything. No. And I'm like, where's my next game? I feel like they kind of missed that opportunity with DLCs with that game. Because you could add just planet, new planets and stuff. Well, the story they, the story ended so well that I think they just wanted to leave it there for now. Yeah. But, but even like little bonus episodes, like bonus, like missions I guess they, I think they could have done the DLC like this happened before the ending of the yeah. story because in that game you get to fly around wherever you want whenever yeah. you want like it would have been like you get the DLC and it does like a clip where like some point in the dialogue it kind of like lets you know like oh, oh this, this is, is where before. we are yeah yeah it's like oh you just defeated this sister yeah so you're like oh okay, oh, okay. so technically Something this like, hasn't yeah, happened yeah. yet yeah um so basically because they, they love getting their money. They love getting yeah. their money. He has like DLC. Yeah. $99? You, you said $99? <laughs> and I, it, it seemed like people were wanting DLCs. Yeah. Like what, what's I was that? one of them. Yeah. So definitely a market for it. But yeah. maybe they're already playing their next game. They are. Jedi Fallen Order 2 was officially announced. I think it's 2023, which is super far away. But I understand how much it takes to make a given video game. Yeah. And then lastly, from the Star Wars medium that I can think of, Theme parks. You and I have been there. Mm-hmm. We went to Batu. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon ride. That was great. We haven't been on the First Order yet because Disneyland is closed. Oh, you mean the the, the Rise of the Resistance yeah. ride? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen clips of it. It looked yeah, pretty I've cool. I've seen clips of it. And I can't I, wait for us to go. Yeah. I had um, a friend who went to the one in Disney World. He said it was great. I, um, I was a little sad that most of that place was based around you spending money. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense because bad too. It's a trading post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like fun stuff like the bar, like the cantina. Mm-hmm. Couldn't go there because it was jam packed. It was not worth making the line. Well, the, res- the reservation yeah. is crazy too, and apparently it can be pretty expensive too. We went to. Uh, there was like a little fast restaurant which was empty, but the food didn't look great. Mm-hmm. And then we looked at the menu at the actual like fancy restaurant, and then we're like. Let's just go to Pizza Planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, food-wise there, it was like, okay. And they have plenty of amazing merch. We probably should. Oh, of course. We I mean, we just emptied out our pockets so we could go to that trip. So it's not like we could have really gone around. No. And I mean, I ended up buying the Sabat cards, which are from the that park. Yeah. But I got them through Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, when the time we went, we just spent so much money getting those tickets yeah. that um, there was no point of us going around seeing stuff that we couldn't buy. No. It was too tempting. I wasn't, yeah. Buying a $70 Jedi robe seemed a little too much for me. It looked cool. <laughs> but I was, I'm just thinking, like, I can just go on Amazon and get one for, like, 15 bucks and just run around. Just not the official tool. <laughs> I mean, that's their whole thing with the lightsabers. Like, you can get your official lightsaber yeah. for like $200 when you can pay $200 for lightsabers that change colors out there um obviously <laughs> I'm a bad example because I have the official <laughs> yeah, yeah I have the Darth Maul and the Darth Vader well, those are kind of cool this yeah. one's like 
Like, I, I get how it's, like, you get to build your own lightsaber. Oh, you're talking about the Savvy, savvy yeah. post? Yeah. Yeah. Just say, let's say it's all about that experience more than the lightsaber itself. Yeah. Because you get to, like, hear Yoda tell you about the Force or something. Mm. Um, it's probably just a clip from the movie. It's <laughs> 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 like, just play that scene. Could you imagine we build our lightsaber, and then we're, like, hearing Yoda, and we're, like, God damn it. <laughs> we paid $200 yeah. for this. I'm just, like, I could just... Buy something off the internet, play that clip in the movie, just build it myself. Uh, and then the droid, the building the droid, it's, uh, I think that one's $150. And I'm like, oh, you get to build your droid, but can you, like, build it and then not buy it? Because I want to do that. <laughs> what would they do with that? <laughs> like, uh, just put it back into the parts. Uh, that way I have the experience of, like, ooh, I created my droid, but sure. But I don't, I don't want to pay all You would pay, money. like, how much would you pay? For that? Yeah. You pay in half? If, so it like, fi- if, if it was fifty dollars, I would pay it in a heartbeat. How mo- and you're saying it's one hundred fifty to build? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I think so. You're telling me you would pay fifty dollars to build the darn thing, and then <laughs> you would hold it in your hand to be like, you know, a hundred more dollars, I could keep this. You would totally spend the money. <laughs> I don't know, man. Depends on how. Good I would be the outs- I would be outside <laughs> waiting for you to finish, and you'd come out with the joy. I'm like, bro, you said, and you're like, dude. I'm sorry, I couldn't help. I'll be it. like, but look at him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you build such a cool droid. It's the little. And the guy, the guy would be like, "Sir, now you gotta, we gotta take it apart." And you're just like, "No, you're like, sir, please, we need to take it." Like, I'll buy it from you. <laughs> I'll buy it from you. They're like, "All right, thanks." <laughs> Man, you got me there. So I, maybe that wouldn't be the best for you. Honestly, I'll have to be very supervised. I'll have to like give you my wallet before honestly, you go in there. Disney should do that. I think it would entice people to buy it more. Oh, for sure. More people would come in, do it, and then they'd be more enticed to buy it. Because once they see 150 they're like, ah, I, don't, I don't need to do that. But if they're like, $50? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll check <coughs> it out. And they build it. Because that's the way that we're... Like, if you made me pay half to go in, and then have me pay the other half to keep it, I would be like, oh, I'm just spending another $50. But if I go before, I'm, I'm like, I'm about to spend $100? Yeah. No way. Because you're like, I'm already halfway there. Why not go the other half? Exactly. So I think that's a good trip. Disney, do it. <laughs> I mean, give us some royalties you, for this idea. You would drain Sebastian's wallet for sure. Yeah, not that there's much to be drained. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, when, uh, when the pandemic uh, lifts off, or at least when we can go to Disneyland, we'll, um, we'll probably update this podcast saying how the rest of the resistance is. Because mm-hmm. not a lot of people have been able to get on it because they open on January and then the pandemic happened in like yeah they March. got like people got like a month and a half maybe yeah, so, so there's a lot of people that haven't um so we'll update this podcast whenever we get to um go um but Disney you've been doing a great job with Star Wars started a little iffy um I think I'm with you I think it's a B plus right now yeah uh obviously same with you second half A plus yeah they're doing they're doing better with like taking some of the Areas that we're, we're fans are already familiar with, and just like making just new characters, new plot with it, instead of like let's make it all from scratch. Yeah, and just like add a few characters you know about, but then we'll just kill them off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, anything else to add? I don't think so. Maybe other ideas for another time. Other ideas for another time? 
like how we fixed the last Jedi. It's not just the last Jedi. I'm talking about the whole the sequels. whole trilogy. Like I'm, I feel like I fixed at least the first two, and the last one I'm like really confused because <laughs> that movie makes like how that's the worst Star Wars movie for me. It's it's all over the place. Which you can check on my TikTok. Why? Um, uh, but yeah, the last Jedi I think is the best one because I told our idea to people because mm-hmm. the way we fix it is we keep the core of the story and the characters arcs in it without changing too much of it but again that's a story for another time so we'll come back to it uh guys we just open a merch store go to teespring.com slash get in teespring.com slash getting we have hoodies we have t-shirts we have stickers think uh mug mugs yeah um when's my stuff coming in <laughs> um shipping can happen express or you can wait or stuff I think we should have them on for the next podcast so instead of okay. a comfy flannel you're gonna have you're gonna see me in an even more comfier t-shirt saying get in so please support us go check that out put in your cart be like oh I already put it in my cart I'm halfway there might as well just send it <laughs> and buy it <laughs> buy it <laughs> So, please support us. Go check out a TikTok ad bass review. Support my TikTok. Support my movie reviews. And as always, if you come from there to check out this podcast, thank you. And that's everything for today. I'm Sebastian signing off. And I'm Michael signing off.